0: Welcome to Beyond the Shelf. I'm Scott Curry with Chef's Best. We gather to talk about the trends in marketing, retail, production, and food and beverage that are shaping the industry. Joining us today is Amit Noam. Amit is COO at Agritask, which provides a single platform to manage and optimize ag operations, turning data into actionable insights. Prior to joining Agritask, he was Market Development Director for Tiva Pharmaceuticals and led a team of consultants for Sheldor. Was also co founder, CFO, and COO for Themis UAV applications. Meet, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Scott. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Uh, I think, you know, AgriTask is a a company and a topic that we have not covered much. So we're very, very thrilled to have you on here today. Uh, You know, we talk to so many entrepreneurs. And other uh, folks kind of towards the end of the food chain, whereas Agritask is really a software system that's integral to to really improving so much that I think us or me as a consumer takes for granted uh, as someone that just I'm an end user, right? I, I purchase the food that that gets to the supermarket; it nourishes my family. But I think sometimes probably fail to appreciate and understand how much work, how much risk, how much everything goes into actually getting that food there. So it's a pleasure to have you on here today and I look forward to learning a lot more about Agritask and, and the many challenges the agricultural industry overall faces that Agritask helps solve. So thank you very much for joining yeah, us. A pleasure to be here. Uh, so if you could sh- share with us a little bit about your background. What brought you to Agritask? How you arrived there? And I think that maybe some congratulations is in order here because uh, Agritask just uh, concluded their Series B funding. I believe, correct? Yes,
1: we we just conclu- concluded our B round funding, and this is supposed to help us uh, continue our global expansion and uh, and grow to more more regions and more areas and uh, and do more good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. So, so my background is uh, I started in 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 drones. My career I was a, a drone pilot, and uh, and I opened a startup in the field of drones. I tried to commercialize the use of drones for civilian applications. And one of the first areas we we encountered was agriculture. See how with the drones you can by flying above the fields you can generate a lot of data, a lot of insights. Uh, from uh, From these drone images, and in uh, my career from there, grew to went more to to the business side, to management consulting, and to and to business development. Uh, and around four and a half years ago, I was intrigued by the by the agriculture uh, industry as a whole, and I had an opportunity to meet the founder of a, of AgriTest, and that's where I decided to join. I joined because I think that. Agriculture, it's the last industry to go through the digital revolution. It's still in the, in the very first stages of, of going through this digitalization process. And I saw a very, very interesting opportunity to join a company that had a very good product that was a that was already selling in the market, in a market that's huge in size. The, the agriculture market is a is a three or five trillion dollar market. Uh, depending how you look at it. But what was most fascinating is that it's the timing of the industry where it's starting to go through this, this digital revolution and there's really, really potential to scale this operations up and really change an industry uh, upside down to where it was uh, up until 10 years ago. And, I'm here for the past four and a half years and it's amazing to see the change that's going. If when I joined, there were only the really early adopters that, that started to to adopt these technologies. Now you see more and more companies and more and more large enterprising focusing on this, di- bringing digital uh, innovation into supply chain management and to, and to the agricultural practices. Uh, and I'm enjoying every day of it.
0: That's wonderful. Congratulations from flying flying drones to just take a better look uh, to really make it a global impact. Uh, you know, it's interesting that, that you, you you mention it, um, you know, agriculture being, of course, three to five trillion, something like that, right? The point being that it's absolutely massive, yet it's arguably one of our most ancient of practices, right? Uh, exactly. in, in that, without agriculture, we... You know, you're a hunter-gatherer. You really didn't have society. Uh, yet I'm fascinated, and I know that you didn't fully mean it. That you know, the digital world hadn't arrived at agriculture. Of course, there was there's science, there's digital. Of course, but it's interesting when you do take a step back that uh, you know, kind of our most ancient practice might be one of the last ones to really fully, uh, you know, ad- adapt the the power of AI, the power of of you know, data. Uh, in order to just you know fully improve, and I guess I guess part of it might be because am I correct in saying that agriculture is so dispersed, right? It would, so what is agriculture? Agriculture is everything from a large industrial farm to a family growing cocoa beans in South America, right? I mean, you just have such a wide disparity, and it it, it it's probably so fractured. So tell tell us how agri agritask can help um let, let's walk maybe maybe we could do this let's walk through how agritask can have an impact at each stage so if you have you know you have farming which i would imagine also means pre-cultivation right weather patterns then you have yield and then you have harvest and then you have supply chain i'm sure i'm missing a lot of steps here so help me out but uh walk us through how it how it helps all the way
1: so uh, I'll start by, by saying that Agrita started by working directly with these industrial farmers uh, farming uh, companies and the the idea was to work with very very large uh, cultivation areas and help their agronomy team implement you know data practices um, uh, agronomic models implement AI and machine learning tools in order to optimize their entire operations. But in the last year and a half, we started focusing not on the growers themselves, but going through the growers through the food and beverage companies and the agriculture buyers that can really really affect huge amounts of of farmers and including also the small farmers. So today we work through the supply chain. And when we work, for example, with companies like Starbucks that buys from 400,000 small coffee growers in 35 countries, we enable them to better manage and help all the growers in their their supply chain. And the idea is to be able to bring them a tool that on one side enables them to implement best practices, implement the best uh, way to grow coffee, implement the, the agronomic advice to the growers in order to help each grower make the maximum out of his uh, out of his land but on the other side it gives these food and beverage companies visibility into what's going on in the field that for the first time gives them actual predictability on their supply and today one of the biggest pain points in this area is that some of these companies don't know what is the quality and what is the quantity of the yield they'll, they'll get until it gets to the to the gates of their factory and when it comes to the gates of the factory it's it's too late and if you're able to give this visibility a month a month and a half before the end of the season you give them time to to react to that to make sure that they're able to really make everything needed to do in order for this not to affect their their supply chain so this is one way we are able to really affect whole supply chains and a lot of small growers through the work with the food and beverage companies, the second thing that we that we support them is everything related to their sustainability practices, everything related to certifying the growers, make sure there's no uh, child labor use, make sure that they're not affecting the the environment, being able to track their carbon emissions and carbon balance, and being able to really show that they're able to really meet their uh, carbon emission reduction goals. For the next uh, for, for the next years. So once you're able to digitalize all these operations and once you're able to give visibility into the actual operations, you're able to really optimize all the different chains in the supply chain from the farmers themselves up until it gets to the to the factory. And, and the last thing that this provides is it gives them also full traceability from the field to the factory, by being able to track and trace each batch of uh, uh, of yield, in order to ensure also food safety and make sure if something happens and I I find out something in the in the factory, I know exactly where it came from, from which plot it came from, and how do I I, I make sure this doesn't get to the supermarket and to the end consumer?
0: Mm. So it's it's so comprehensive. See if one is that. Removal of surprise and something that's so unpredictable, right? If if you're expecting, I'm just thinking about Starbucks, I think you said 400,000 farmers and they have to somehow assure that X amount of coffee gets down the street here at the local one. I mean, there's so many surprises along the way that could happen that, uh, you know, the, the tracking of that and then the chain of custody, I think, as you're saying, to, to ensure that safety is adhered along the way. And then I want to focus a little bit on some of the sustainability and in, in practices but what are some of the inputs that you bring into the software that allows you to is it is it like information that's scanned in or is it brought what are some of the data inputs that that are brought in
1: so so we have three sources of data uh, that go into the system the first source of data is the people on the field that are that are collecting data from the field, and this is done through our mobile application. The mobile application is very flexible. You can input any data that you want. You can take pictures, but the, the idea is that today still a lot of the data collected in the field is collected by the scouts in the field that go see the plant, see what's going on, decide what to what, what, what chemicals to use, what fertilizers to use, and report that into the app. The second source of data is everything related to remote sensing. The ability from afar, through satellite images, through drones, through through virtual weather stations, to have information on the field without needing to be there. And the ability to also make sense of the data. We have a remote sensing team that is able to get all these images and interpret it and get from this, what is the level of vegetation on the field, what is the level of water in the field, and things like that. So this is the second source of data. And the third source of data, and this is what is unique about our system, is we're able to integrate into any system that can generate data from the field. We've done until today almost 100 different integrations with sensors, with irrigation controllers, with weather stations, with machinery companies. So we have a partnership with John Deere to get all the data from the machine and we even integrate to the company's ERP system because in general what we care about is the agronomic data but when you combine the agronomic data and the financial data you really you're able to really understand the full picture of what's going on in each and every in each and every plot and the idea behind that is at the end of the day we understand that the customer would like to work with one system, one system, one, uh, one database that has all his information, one easy to use interface that from there he can manage all his data. But in order to do that, you need to be able to combine all this data together. And this is what we try to do is provide what we call a one platform, one database solution where all the data is there and then you can run machine learning algorithms. You can run AI models on all of that. And you can even do simple BI analysis and run queries on your data in order to generate reports, to generate any type of insights that you want from the data.
0: I mean, essentially, you're bringing what what said, you kind of alluded to this earlier, that this type of data exists in a lot of industries, but not in the agricultural industry. And I'm fascinated by the remote sensing aspect to it, because that, that's something that doesn't exist in a lot of industries, right? I mean, if you have a factory, you can look at the factory and you can see what's going on in the factory and you can see what where the products are in the factory. And if there's a breakdown in the factory, but with agriculture, you're dealing with acres and hectares. Uh, uh, it, it's a unique input specific to. I, I, I can't think of anything else other than agriculture that would involve so much land that just in weather, also that just has so many different variables that it's. It's. I'm completely blown away that you you have a, a system that is able to integrate and provide this level of intelligence uh, to an area that that has not had it
1: before. No, you're you're very right in this point, and I think that because we're talking about so much land and because we're, we're, we're talking about the, the the how difficult it is to go to each piece of land and understand what's going on and the frequency that, that you want you need to have on one side these remote sensing uh, uh, tools or data in order to understand what's going on there and then from there there's a, there's a very a, a very Open field in order to build uh, models on that because think that we have, for example, daily images of every uh, of every plot at the at the resolution let's say of three meters per, per per pixel. The ability later to analyze and start building yield estimation models and start building you know uh, places where you understand that there are irrigation problems or places. To, understanding what's going on in the field from enabling the machine learning algorithms to run on all this amount of data this is something that was never available and now it generates new value to 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 this entire industry do, do you have any sense
0: the degree to which application of this technology could improve you know some of the systemic challenges? In our world, related to climate change, water usage, uh, food insecurity. It, do, do you have any sense that if we could harness this data across all of our agricultural practices, all through the supply chain? Just, I'm thinking about how much waste there could be. Right? How much? Um, how a A large farm might not realize that there is a disease in a crop because they can't see it, you know, Um, and the effect that that has through everything. Uh, Do you have any sense how big the challenge is and how much of it could be solved through this type of technology?
1: So uh, I'll give you a a number that I think will blow you away. But today, uh, studies show that an average farm generates around 60% of its yield potential only because of lack of data and practices and things like that which means that only by applying what what, this is what precision agriculture is trying to do is the ability to apply the specific uh, practices or the specific uh, treatment in each part of the field but just by applying and having the data and applying better practices before we're talking about better seeds and, and, and all that, you can almost double the amount of yield that you generate from each field. And if you're talking about, if we're talking about the, the fact that the world population will grow to $10 billion and to 10 billion people uh, by 2050, and there's no additional uh, available land to grow more crop. This is the solution. The solution is to see how you bring data and bring these practices in order to improve each, uh, each productivity of each farm worldwide. And the, the amount of impact that you can do on a global scale by applying this, and, and there are many precision agriculture tools out there, but by, by being able to, to harness this technology and implement that, this is what I believe will drive us to to much more sustainable, you know, Earth that we live in.
0: Yeah, I mean, when you're talking sixty percent, there's a lot of room there, and you know, I don't think you're claiming we can get to a hundred percent. But if you were to just, you know, improved the yield of of the land that is currently farmed by even what five percent, I, I mean, you you would completely, I would say, um, change things. Now it's not just about yield either, right? It's about Conservation and using, you know, using resources properly. It's
1: about re- reducing the use of inputs. But that now the reduce of use of inputs, of course, it has an implication on the food we, we eat. It has an implication on the environment and it has an implication on the well-being and profitability of the growers. So yeah. I think that the, the ability to reduce the use of inputs, to apply regenerative agricultural practices, the, the ability to reduce carbon emission... This also has a huge effect on everything related to climate change, in addition to what we're talking about uh, in yield and the, you know, the need to secure the food for the generations to come. Yeah.
0: And you have a global presence. I want to just note a couple of numbers here over 230,000 farms, 50 different crop types here in 35 countries. Uh, 600 million geo-reference data points. I can't imagine as COO, how you wake up each day (laughs) and, and, and manage, you know, you said you could use any ERP to bring in the data, but I know that you're, you're being modest there in, in, um, what you're, what you're able to do. Um, I, I, I wanted to ask you one last question just to kind of bring it, um, you know, kind of bring it to us here at, at the consumer level. Um. Is there anything that we should be asking of, you know, it, it, whether it's our representatives, our where we choose to spend our money? Should is there anything that we could do or we should do to bring more awareness to, you know, the need to improve data at the agricultural level? To because I think, you know, it, should we be demanding as consumers that we have a better understanding of where our food originates from and whether or not they're, you know, using data. And I, cause I, I just get a sense that there's a lot of folks that, you know, want to do better, but aren't sure what to do. And, and there's, there's stuff happening behind the scenes, such as this, but we're just not aware of it. And, you know, I, it, it, I'd i love as a consumer if Agritask, frankly, was everywhere, right? Because you're saying, hey, look, this is better for the world. Is there anything that we could do or know um, or any groups that we should be involved in?
1: So so I think, first of all, the consumer trend is already happening. And you see this by talking to the food and beverage companies that feel this need to be much more transparent, much more sustainable, much more, uh, you know, in, in in tracking their their sustainability kpis making sure that they that, that they pay fair market value to the growers and all of that so i think that this trend that is coming on that is affecting the the growers through the the, the consumer pressure on the the retailers on the on the supermarket chains on the on the food and beverage companies is starting to happen i think the next step and this is already happening in some places, is that you'll be able to go to the supermarket, take a banana or, or, or a tomato, scan it, and being able to receive to your smartphone where this was grown, how much chemicals were applied, did it, does it meet these and these standards, but you'll have all this information. And once that, and once that happens... Then we'll have full traceability, and then everybody will need to comply with these, uh, w- w- with these, uh, with these standards, because it will come from a consumer. A consumer will want to know what chemicals were used, or or that the the, the tomato he eats meets certain standards and was grown in a in an environment that was um, environmental friendly.
0: Wow, that that will be quite a world when I look forward to it. I- all it does at this moment is remind me of how little visibility we do have. I mean, I've no, you know, I have no idea where that banana came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, we're placing a lot of trust there uh, in in others uh, for something that is so important to to nourish our own bodies and and souls as well. Um, well, you're 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 helping move us towards there, um, and I know that you're still you're having great growth, but I also want to you know, recognize you're in the early stages and you have a lot of runway and capability and and market out there um, to capture. And I can't imagine anyone isn't at least a little fascinated by this technology and, and rooting it on as well, because it seems to help everyone at every possible stage.
1: Yeah. Th- thank you so much. I think that the challenge is so big, and, uh, you know, the, the, the opportunities are so big. But at the end of the day, one of the things that I, I love about being in the agriculture uh, industry is the fact that you wake up every day, go to work, spend 12, 14, 16 hours a day. But you feel that you're doing something that really, you know, improves the planet, that does good to the, to the, to the farmers, to the food, to the consumer, to to all the different players in the, in the value chain. Uh, and I, I invite more uh, talented people to join the to join this fascinating industry that in addition to being you know doing good i think also from a business side it's a fascinating industry compared to any other industry that i've uh, that that i've been in the, in the past
0: it is uh well thank you so much for joining us amit uh so it's agratask.com folks can go there and learn more uh invite people to follow you on linkedin as well you can be found there a uh, lot of other information at agritask some case studies as well so i invite anyone that's at all curious about uh these two industries merging right it's data and tech with exactly. agriculture uh arguably we said our most ancient of industries merging with our most current pretty fascinating time and agritask is right there leading it so thank you so much for joining us Amit.
1: thank you so much scott it's been great talking to you and uh... Really happy to be here and share the story.
0: Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Shelf, presented by Chef's Best. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening to episodes.